Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, everybody? I'm Aslan Hunjavandi, joined by the brain trust of the Warchant.com family, Irish O'Fell, our managing editor, and Corey Clark, senior slash lead writer. Subscribe to Warchant.com. It is the ultimate seminal sports source. After all, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That's free of charge. Lower right corner of your screen. Also, hit that thumbs up. Gentlemen, we are here to preview the spring football season, which starts in about 30 days, uh, beginning of March. And one of the biggest things that's been going on with Florida State rebuilding this roster is obviously what they've done at wide receiver. Ira, I'll begin with you. So we gather here to talk about what they've done this offseason in the transfer portal. So has Florida State ultimately made what you would maybe deem as the right moves in the transfer portal at the wide receiver position? Well, I think that obviously they're casting a wide net, you know, to go out and get four transfer wide receivers. That's more than I expected. I thought they might go out and get two, possibly three, but to go out and get four, um, I think, you know, it shows the commitment. Uh, you know, I think the question is, you know, did they hit on enough of them and how many did they need to hit on? I, you know, I think there's, it's, it's easy to say that, for example, Deuce Span, uh, the former quarterback who signed at Illinois, he's coming in and he's only caught like five passes as a college football wide receiver. So that's, you know, kind of a wild card. But I think of the other three, you really look at sp- specifically the top two, Winston Wright out of West Virginia, and then Micah uh, Pittman out of Oregon are two guys who I feel like you, Winston Wright certainly is, a, is an every-down receiver at the college level, at the Power 5 level, and I think Micah Pittman could be as well. And if Johnny Wilson turns out to be the same, now you've done really well. I, you know, Again, I think you, you don't need all four of those guys to be hits, but you need at least two of them to be. At least not in year one, right? Like, at least not right. in 2022. They got a couple. That's a good way to look at it, Ira. You always do bring good uh, insight and sort of perspective. Corey, what about you, man? Now uh, it's my turn. Now it's my yeah. turn to not bring the good insight. Well, you know. You guys, we'll see. an hour a day you do usually. What do you think about wide receiver? Irish has been one of the guys that's kind of been ahead of this talking about how important it was. So do you think this was the biggest position of need, and how do you think they ultimately targeted in terms of the transfer portal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would say that wide receiver was the biggest position of need. They have been so pedestrian there for years. Not A place like Florida State, man, to not have anybody that's really a difference maker, an impact player, um, is, is really noticeable and hurts the program. And I think – you know, you're not expecting all four of these guys to be that. But like Iris said, if two of them hit, um, and then all of a sudden now you are you went from having legitimately maybe the most unproductive wide receiver unit in ACC play in the Power Five, I, I don't know. It wasn't good at all. And now you have guys, especially the kid from West Virginia, um, who has played at this level and played really well. He's produced at this level. Your, your wide receiver position has gone from bad – slash subpar to you would think at least above average, right? Right, Ira? At least, at least average, maybe even above average, maybe great. We don't know what these guys can do now that they're actually going to get an opportunity. 
Yeah, you know, especially if a guy like Malik McLean takes the next step. You know, he was a guy that kind of was thrust unfairly into being a, a leading role. I mean, he started almost the whole season at wide receiver as a true freshman. That's a lot to ask. A lot of true freshmen have not had a lot of success uh, at that position. So, um, you know, if you t- if you think he takes the next step to go with those newcomers along with, you know, Pokey Wilson and Keyshawn Helton and some of these guys who have been around a long time, again, now you don't need those guys to be the focal point. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think Pokey Wilson can be a nice wide receiver. He doesn't need to be the guy running the fly patterns. He doesn't need to be the guy you're counting on to make the big plays. But as a complimentary guy, he and Keyshawn and some of those other guys – you know, might might be more productive because they're not going up against the other team's number one or number two corners. And don't you think that the Wilson kid? I know, I know, we talked about uh, Deuce from Illinois, but the Wilson kid might be literally and figuratively the biggest wild card um, because you know to make your bones as a wide receiver, man. There's a lot of people that can get yards from the twenty to the twenty, but you got to score touchdowns. You got to get in the end zone where the windows are tighter. Jordan Travis has not really had a lot of big body targets to throw to since he's been, he's hadn't had any really since he came to Florida state. McLean's the closest one. This kid could be an impact player. If he's the kind of guy that can go up and catch 50, 50 balls in the end zone. Right. And what do you got? I mean, like the other, I guess the wild card to this is the other wild card. It's all wild cards. Wild cards is, um, you know, are we giving up on some of the other guys, you know, or are we ready to move on from, Kentron Portiers and the, I mean, Jordan Youngs and the guys that have, you know, and, and Kentron's only been here a couple of years. I guess it's not fair to say that with him. Um, but, you know, some of these other wide receivers who haven't produced yet, is this a year do you think that they can step into complementary roles or do, do they need to focus on the big four or five, whatever that ends up being? Definitely a storyline to keep on as we go into spring football here. We did ask you folks, given these new transfers, how you describe the confidence level in the wide receiver room for 2022. This was posted on the Tribal Council over at warchant.com. Uh, on the extremes there, whether you're extremely confident or, or extremely cynical, you're kind of uh, in no man's land. But uh, on the higher end of spectrum, a lot of people obviously seem to be looking at this in a glass half-full perspective. Over 70% of the respondents say that they're hopeful and excited, but they'll need to see some evidence of it um, still in the spring. Uh, I guess to your point, uh, Ira, I, I think if you can get these guys, if a, if a Micah Pittman, Winston Wright can be an every down receiver for you, like let maybe Kentron Portier come on, you know, maybe at a slower pace. I mean, he was a three-star wide receiver, seemed to be a bit of a project. So I don't, I don't want to throw the uh, the towel on him yet. But if those guys can can respond early in, in 2022, maybe gets the young guys some time to uh, get their feet underneath them. I'll ask well, you this, it, though. But I was going to say real quick, Aslan, we, we talk about competition and practice all the time, like from an offense versus defense standpoint and, um, you know, ironing, iron sharpening iron. We all understand that. We that's a that's a phrase that's been coined and it's a great phrase. Um, but, man, it really helps just with the, the competition at that position. Like, look, man, there are players now on your – there's no guarantee that Keyshawn Helton plays a lot of snaps. He's got to go earn them now because there are guys coming for his job that are capable of taking his job. Same thing with Pokey, same thing with Malik McLean, Portier, Williamson. All those guys have to raise their game up or they might not see the field. Last year, it didn't matter. They were going to see the field no matter what because that was all they had. But now there's actual real other Division I wide receivers, some of them are really proven, that uh, will make that even just getting on the field harder, which should help everything. Ira, let me ask you this. Unless you wanted to uh, rebut on that one, by all means. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. 
But just looking at Florida State's offense last season, they were the 94th ranked passing offense, uh, which is obviously not where they want to be with an offensive-minded head coach who's now going to be calling the plays. If we're sitting here in a year and we do see improvement from Florida State's offense, which I think we're all kind of bracing for because, again, it's it's kind of a low bar to, to clear. I mean, do you think an improved Florida State offense will result because of these transfers, or will it be the elevated play from, from Jordan Traps? And I know they kind of go hand-in-hand, hand, but do you think it's – is the easiest way for improvement some of these guys to actually hit and perform at the wide receiver position, or will it be kind of incumbent on Jordan Travis to kind of find a different gear that maybe we didn't see consistently from him? I think they're going to, I think the line, the offensive line and the wide receiver improvements, I think are going to help Jordan Travis more than the other way around. I mean, there are certain quarterbacks that are elite that can come into a program and they, they're so accurate and they make decisions so quickly. And they have such good, strong arms that they can make the receivers better and their offensive line even look better. I don't know that Jordan Travis is that kind of guy. He's got other skills. He's got other things he can do that really open up the running game. Uh, but I think he's a guy that's going to need wide receivers who can get some separation, some offensive linemen who can provide protection. Uh, you know, if you look back at last season, I really think it's hard to George, judge Jordan as a passer sometimes because in certain games, Clemson, NC State, Florida, where they just got overwhelmed up front, you either need to have a quarterback who's amazing or wide receivers who, who are amazing. And they didn't have either one along with not great pass protection. So to me, I think Jordan continues to get better, but I think what's going to allow him to look a lot better is if these receivers really step up and these new offensive linemen that we'll talk about as well in uh, upcoming episodes, uh, you know, if they step up as well. Corey chicken or egg, is, is it going to be the quarterback that's going to make these receivers look better? Or is it going to be the receivers that are going to make the quarterback look better? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll it'll be the receivers. I um I just like Ira said, it's a, it's a it's a very rare few that can go into a program and all of a sudden, you know, Kenny Shaw turns into Kenny Shaw um, after being kind of a an average receiver for three years. All of a sudden, he's a thousand yard receiver. That had it's not like he was coached better. That had everything to do with the guy throwing passes. Jordan Travis isn't that, but these guys these guys are good enough that again, you don't have to just throw to guys that are open because if that happens. You know, there's a lot, a lot of times last year there was nowhere to throw the ball. With these guys, especially I'm thinking about, I think Winston Wright uh, is, a, is a really good route runner and has done it at this level. He's going to give you that fit. He's going to be like the, the, the big tight end that teams have, that, like, that Mahomes has with Kelsey. Like the guy that you can count on, Winston Wright obviously isn't that body type. He's not a tight end. But coming out of the slot on third and six, he's a guy that you can count on to probably get open. To I like to probably call it a, find that hole. Let's call it a safety blanket. Or oh, a blanket. safety blanket. Okay. Yeah. All right. A safety blanket. Is that what they're security called? Blanket, security I blanket. Know. I think safety is what valve. Safety, yeah, safety valve. valve. Yeah. Some I like my security some... valve. Security wild card. Security uh, valve. But... So you have him, but you also have got again, I go back to Wilson, a guy like that that um if he's just running with a guy, he's not past him, but he's running stride for stride with him, you can toss it up to him and he might get you a 40 yard touchdown. When have they had that? What if they had a guy that could go high point? And I'm not saying we know that he can. We'll, we'll know a lot more in the spring. But if he can go make 50-50 catches, and instead of them being 10-90 propositions, they're legitimately 50-50 propositions, or 80-20 in the good way, that, that, that is such another security valve for a quarterback to have. I think The one thing I would say is, and I think we got to give them credit, part of the reason we're giving them credit for what they did do in the portal at the wide receiver position this year it does make you second guess, well, third guess or fourth guess or first guess. Uh, last year, really kind of riding so much with Andrew Parchment. I, I don't know what else was out there. Um, I don't know who else they could have gotten a wide receiver, but they also signed some other transfers at other positions uh, 
that maybe knowing what you knew about that wide receiver position, maybe you go after another wide receiver because Parchment was, was, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get from him anyway, Um, especially not being in here for the spring. So I do like the fact that they're throwing these numbers at it. One other guy that we didn't mention, another wild card, the 10th Mm -hmm. wild Mike Norvell's got a deck with just wild cards. Nothing but wild cards. Is Joshua Burrell because he he's a guy that showed some you know promise last spring as an early enrollee when he came in with Malik McLean, but then got hurt in preseason camp and was on a scooter the whole season. This will be an interesting spring for him just to see. You know, I'm not saying he has to be a key guy, but we liked his physicality, the size he has, uh, and he might be a guy that maybe can work his way in there as well. And on that topic, real quick, guys like Portier and Williamson, like we might have maybe given up on them or said, okay, they're just not going to make it at this level after two years, which is not the right thing to do, but people do that. It's life. It's how fandom works. But just keep in mind that I I did it anyway. I did the same thing about Kalen Deloach. I was like, this guy's never going to be an impact defensive football player at Florida State. And then he ended up leading, coming seemingly out of nowhere to lead them in tackles. So these guys' careers aren't over yet either. And now they're getting pushed by better players, which should only make them better. And we'll, we'll definitely know at the end of this year whether they're legitimate Florida State receivers or not. A palatable deep dive of this wide receiver rundown is available in a story form over on warchant.com for our subscribers. So head over to the website, use the promo code warchant30 if you're not a member uh, to get ready for the spring football season. Again, we think we're probably about 30 days or less than 30 days away from that. We'll continue to do a series of these previews with not only the three gentlemen on your screen, but as well as with Tom Lang, Jeff Cameron, and our own Gene Williams, our founder and administrator. So uh, do stay connected with us. Football season is so close. It's there. It's nearly there. We can feel it. Ira, Corey, thanks for your opinions and your knowledge. We appreciate it. Thanks, Aslan.